This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova Basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. And by Granite Run Buick GMC. Visit us online at graniterun.com. Now, let's talk Villanova Basketball. Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright podcast presented by Hartford Funds. And Coach, it's time to welcome our guest. Yeah, man, this is um, interesting because uh, I don't get to talk to this guy at length like this uh, anymore, and that's probably something he's really happy about. <laughs> we used to have long talks when, when he played here, but great to have him back with us. He always comes and visits um, anytime he can. One of the most loyal players and one of the greatest players in Villanova history, Josh Hart. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. This will probably be one of our, our talks. I probably want to talk for another two months after this. <laughs> get, 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 get your questions hey, but, in. But you haven't been able to um, – you haven't had to listen to this for a couple of years. No, but not at all. I've been chilling. <laughs> I've been having a good time. Two-minute film sessions instead of, like, 30 minutes, <laughs> you know, lectures and all that. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm living life. I, I, I'm interested in, in um, all those differences um, – in in college and in NBA, but first, I, I do want to get to that. Um, first, uh, life in LA. How how was that for a young man from the Washington D.C. area? Um, what is what has it been like? Um, it's different because it's not as it's not as real in a sense because um, I feel like there it's more sceny. It's more about who you know, not what you know. Um, so it's different. I mean, and, and, you know, being from the East Coast, Maryland, then going to school in Philly for four years, and then, um, you know, being, having, spending time, the off-season and stuff in New York, um, you know, everyone's here. It's, it's genuine. Like, people are going to let you know how they feel. You know, if you're in New York, someone doesn't like you, they're going to say it to your face <laughs> and, and then keep it moving. Um, but theirs is totally different. It's just it's just different. Yeah, so very weird. interesting. We um, we we coached at uh, UNLV and spent a lot of time on the West Coast. Um, and it's interesting, the people are very nice, very friendly. Um, it, but I, I understand that people are more in your face back east, and they, they just let mm -hmm. you know what they think, and yep. it's simple, and it's a little more complicated out there. How do you how do you deal with it? Um, I stay to myself, really. <laughs> That's the <laughs> biggest thing. Um, but no, nah, I mean, yeah, I'm. I kind of stay to myself. But um, on the flip side of that, they people are very, they're very good at and helping you network out there. Interesting. Um, they, you know, if they know someone, they think you know that can benefit you. You know, they'll put you. You'll put you in touch with them right away. Um, so I think that that's. One thing that's different, um, yeah. and but I mean, people out there, it's always fun loving, um, and so it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just different. I'm yeah. I wasn't used to it at all. I'm starting to get used to it a little bit now, but it's weird because a lot of the people that I hang out with in LA aren't from LA. They'll be they'll be from either Cleveland. You know, I got to know a couple people from Cleveland, a couple people from the East Coast. Um, so it's different. That it's makes that I I get it. I get it. Um, I think anybody from the East Coast that lived out there knows it's different. Some people go and love it, mm -hmm. and then and some people realize, wow, I, I didn't think of myself 
that happened to me and Patty, I think, after we lived out there for a couple of years, we realized we are really East Coast people. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that because I'd never been anywhere else. Um, tell me, I want to get to the film th- session because today <laughs> you sat in um, with our team on our film session, Big and mistake. I appreciate that. Big a big mistake. mistake. <laughs> and I was thinking, as you were sitting there and listening to, that was about a 20-minute film session. Nah, it might have been about, about 25, 30. Um, what's the difference? What, what's the difference between NBA and, and one of those film sessions? Um, so for, you know, for college, you go through everybody, you go through everybody, go through personnel, um, tendencies, stuff like that. But you think about it in the league, you know, you're playing against a lot of guys that are the same, you know, you're playing against guys. Um, I mean, um, I've been in the league for a year and a half and there's already guys I played against six, seven times. So I kind of know what they do and and stuff like that. So you kind of already know. You know the tendencies of, you know, bigs, you know, if a big's there, you know, he's either, what, what hand is going to go when you're going to go either left shoulder, right shoulder, guard, you know, he's going to go right mo- most time. If he goes left, pull up, stuff like that. So you already kind of know it. So it's really just one to two clips um, on the coat people. Um, and so you just kind of refresher. Uh, but here is way more in depth, and it just takes a long time. And then y'all, you know, we, we got you that that'll cut in after every clip and to say um, what happened, what could have <laughs> happened, what should have happened, what would have happened if someone did something else. Um, so, needless to say, uh, film is a lot shorter in the league. <laughs> How about um, knowing the plays and the calls of the opponent? Do you guys spend time on that? Um, we do, and, and that's something that's um, big. If you a lot of times, if you look at um, when teams are shooting free throws, uh, and and if you look at the the team that's shooting the free throw, if you look at their team, a lot of time they'll look at the bench and they'll say they'll say something, and and that's usually what the call is. The other team's calling because free throw line you have a time, so point guard will go, yo, we're running, I don't know, cross four or whatever. Right. So if if I hear that, I look at my bench. Yo, cross four is coming. So it's like, so, okay, we know. So they'll say, whoever did the scout or whatever, they'll be like, okay, it's either cross pick for the four man or whatever, or they know for next time, if they call it, we know what it is. Right. So it'll be stuff like that, or, you know, a side out of the bounds. If it's away from the bench, you know, they'll yell something and we'll like, or do hand motions and we'll do the exact same hand motions to our bench so we kind of know. Um, do they expect you guys as players to remember them or do they? Do they know them and then um, tell you what's coming? Uh, more so they know. Um, we tell them and they tell us what's coming. Gotcha. Um, but you know, you know, I, I've I had the pleasure this year to play with uh Ron Rajon Rondo, and well, I tell you, he's probably the most gifted just mentally, um, of just knowing the game and just knowing personnel, knowing other teams' personnel, um, that I've been around. Uh, and and he knows exactly what's going on. So that's kind of I, I I started doing that this season, and I really uh, started doing it because there was one instant early in the year. Those I think those hurt, and he looks at me and he says something to me. He's like he says something to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I'm on, uh, you know, we're shooting free throws. About to go back on defense. So then timeout came. He's like. I asked you what they run, what play they running, because they said to play in front of you. But I guess I mean I wasn't paying attention. I was just right. like, whatever, you know, just make the free throw, get back on. <laughs> so that's what I got it from him. And then now, whenever if you see me, I hear something. I'm yelling at the bench. I'm like, 
yo, they're doing this or they're doing that. So one, I can either know what's coming. So if a play is coming from my man that I'm defending, I know how, you know what's coming and how to defend it or, you know, w- whatever it is. But that's kind of um, – That's interesting because yeah. we don't do it that way. As you know, we, we're more – we have our concepts of how we defend mm-hmm. um, certain actions. W- was that hard for you coming from here, picking that up? Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely different. Having to know the names of all the cuts. Yeah, it was definitely different. Um, and I mean, I'm still learning all of them, but I mean, there's just a lot of differences between, you know, what we do here, um, and, and, you know, what we do, uh, in the league. And I mean, obviously that comes with the territory, but it's just, I was a four year player. So it's not like I was a one and done and, you know, I was here for, seven months i learned the concepts a little bit but it didn't really you know it wasn't really instilled in me yeah. i go to the nba and i'm I'm kind of good i can just you know learn those things right now here i was like i had four years of of villanova stuff and now it's like okay i gotta hit the reset button yeah forget all that and just you learn a whole whole different um game so, i thought yeah i, I was, was thinking that could be tough for you yeah, guys it was, it was hard at first because you guys do you you're you're smart here and you learn it you know i'm still giving examples and showing videos of things you did here to our guys uh because you were so ingrained in in, in everything we were doing and by the time you got to be a senior it's like having a coach on the floor and that's what our our guys do and it's been very valuable for us um i guess the big question everybody would love to know if you get a chance to talk to josh hart is um what's it like playing with mm-hmm. lebron james what is that what has that been like what what have you yeah. learned about him what have you learned from him um i always say it's the easiest most difficult thing you have to do as a basketball player um and i'll, I'll go into detail with that i'll say easiest just because He's so smart. He can help get you into places where you know you're going to be successful in. Um, when you're open, he finds you. Um, he finds you when you don't think you're open and you're just kind of like, oh, man, like let me get the shot up or something <laughs> like that. Um, so obviously that's the easy part. He takes so much pressure off of you. Um, you can kind of just go out there and just kind of play in the flow. And then I'll say difficult because, you know, he, he's very ball dominant. So, you know, um, there be things – you know, I work on it in summer, you know, that, you know, I did in some league, did a little bit at the beginning of the year, but now the opportunity to do those things aren't as um, often, I would guess I would sort of say. So um, it's easy because you kind of, you know, if you play off the catch, especially for players that play off, the, you know, play off the catch, play off the jump shots in the league, it's, it's playing with Bron is always good because you get, it can get you open. Um but in terms of wanting to show more in, in terms of decision-making, playing with the ball in your hands, it, it's hard to do it just because he's so ball-dominant. Obviously, that's not a knock on him. That's just how his, his game is. But that's just the difference yeah. in, in, in those kind of things. Yeah. I always thought that you would be a, a great teammate for him because you can play off the catch. Mm. And then I watch sometimes – and I'm interested in your um, thought on this, that rarely does he play with anybody that ever gets him an easy shot, mm-hmm. you know, um, or can take – well, when he was playing with Kyrie, Kyrie did it. Kyrie mm-hmm. took pressure off him. That's when I thought they were at their best. I thought that was the best chance mm-hmm. he had to, you know, and did to win a championship. Um, but – 
you and you also defend mm-hmm. and and rebound um is that has it been a good mix for you two playing together no definitely i mean obviously um you know for me you know the past month has kind of been tough just battle with the tendonitis and stuff um but it, it's been it's been good you know because when i was just fully healthy i was able to kind of really you know my shot was falling and i was able to attack the rim um play off the catch you know and that's that's co- kind of what i love doing you know catching the ball again downhill catching the ball you know knocking down shots so that's what i loved but it, it's funny because um I can do that on the offensive end, and then on the defensive end, I think he liked it just because I took a lot of pre- like <laughs> I, was always, I was I would always I would either you know unless it was um, you know KD someone who just had like a crazy height advantage or was a big you know if it was a guard I usually would guard him. Um, sometimes if it was fours, um, I would go <laughs> I would guard the fours and he would guard <laughs> the three. Um, so you know I think I think he kind of liked that because. You know, defensively, I would always try to take on take on the the other team's kind of <laughs> jumping didn't have yeah. To. <laughs> and then you know, and, and on and then on offense, when he you know when he played the four on offense, um, we actually switched it up. You know, Luke Wallen actually switched it up and had me play the four, and he was playing the three spot. So it just you know me being in there allowed him to just to do other stuff because like okay, I got someone who's um strong enough to you know to to bang with you know the bigger guys out there but also can um but but who's a guard who can you know and who's can play like a guard play off a catch and stuff like that so um i think that at times you know he got he has certain guys like that (laughs) i think it helps him out a little bit i think that's your value i just did an interview the other day and uh the the uh interviewee did his research and he said um when josh hart was drafted before Josh Hart was drafted and we were we were preparing for the draft you said that I think some NBA team is gonna draft him and they're gonna like him but when they get him they're gonna find out they got a lot more than they thought Mm -hmm. and I said I said that they said yes I said well you know that's really true I said that's really true because I think that's exactly what you're saying that's your value in the NBA that you can guard multiple positions. You can play multiple positions offensively, and you can um, and you can play off the catch, or you can play inside. You can you're just very versatile. And in the NBA today, um, that, that's valuable. That's really valuable. How have you found the league and and your game um, fitting into the league? Yeah, so last year, you know, my 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 rookie year, um, I was about to say freshman, <laughs> yeah. uh, my rookie year, you know, it was just kind of everything was just a, going a mile a minute. It was just kind of you're you're playing so fast, you're trying to, you think you had to play fast to, um, to be successful and all that, and then, you know, things start slowing down for you. So you know, it started slowing down for me a little bit in the set, you know, my second year, and then, um, I really I really realized what I could do. Um, it was actually probably a month, month and a half ago. Um, I was, we played against Dallas in Dallas and OKC in OKC. And, you know, I, with, with me, I was going, I had a tendonitis all throughout, like the end of December, January. So that's kind of limiting, limiting me with just the explosion and stuff like that. So I'm just like, I, I got to try to, um, you know, just kind of affect the game in different ways. And, you know, Dallas uh offensively i think I, I was like i did okay i think i had like 12 or 13 points 
Um, but I think I ended I had like eleven or twelve rebounds. I had like five assists, five steals. Um, and I, you know, I played the whole second half. Um, and then I just did. So I was start. I'm not sure. I don't think I started. I'm not sure if I started that game or not. But at one point, I'm matching up with Harrison Barnes, and then. Wesley Matthews, you know, who's just two totally different players. Then yeah. second half, I'm really just guarding Luca the whole half. So I was, I started seeing how I could affect the game in just so many different ways. That's not that ha- doesn't have to do with uh, with scoring. And I always knew I could do that, but just didn't know I could do it to a certain extent. Yeah. And I, I played, I played well there. I think we came back from like 15, we ended up winning. Um, you know, and I, you know, I felt good about that. And then probably like a week later, we played. In OKC, and then you have, you know, Stephen Adams, who's probably the strongest player in the league. You got yeah. Russ, who's Russ. You got PG, who's, um, you know, I think a dark horse for to be an MVP this year. Um, so we're playing them. I don't, I'm, I don't start. I come in, I come in off the bench. I think I had like ten points, but I had like fifteen rebounds. Um, I, I had like that three one. or four steals, and it was just like I got to every fifty-fifty ball, and and like there was rebounds I'll chase down to a half court or um stuff like that. So I was able to kind of affect the game winning those 50-50 balls and um it's funny cuz a lot of people th- see the 50-50 ball is like okay, they got a steal and um you know, we might get a layup or something but you know, you don't realize and I learned kind of learned this with you with you here. You don't know when you don't know when your opponent is going to break. You don't know you know what what um possession can change, you know, turn the tide of the game. So you know, for me, it's like I, I get a 50-50 ball and we score. It's, okay, I get two points taken away from them, two points we get from us, and then they don't get that momentum of exactly. a big a broken down play to hit a three, and exactly. then every, they're feeling good. So those two games, um, I played well, and just I did so many other things to affect the game in a positive way. And just um, I know Luke's, uh, Luke said, you know, in the OKC game, like, oh, we don't win unless, you know, if, if we Josh didn't play how he did or Josh didn't play, we wouldn't have won the game. So that's when I really learned, like, okay, I can, um, I can, I always knew I can affect, you know, certain moments in a game, but I didn't realize I can, aff- I, I can help major, I can affect in a major way, you know, the outcome of game, if yeah. how, you know, how you play like that. That's, that's really smart. I think that's going to lead to a long career. How about Magic Johnson? What's mm. the what, what? Does he spend much time with the players individually? Does is he a hands-on uh, general manager? What what is he or or president? I should say. No, he's not mm-hmm. general manager. He um he he watch, he pro- he watches practice sometimes. Obviously, he still got his own things going on. But um, I mean, for players, he's always open to talk to us. Um, just about stuff on the court, off the court, and and things like that. So. Um, I talked to him about certain, you know a couple things on the court. I definitely want to talk about his off the court things, but I think I'm gonna wait until we're uh, um, winning more than what we are. <laughs> I think about five, like 500 right now. When we really start winning, I'm like, okay, then I can be like magic, you know, and and get, pick his brain and get the advice <laughs> there. But I mean, nah, the president, he's 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 great. Um, someone who's played in the league knows what it takes. Won in the league. Um, and he's and he you know he's 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 open with us and he lets us you know come talk to him whenever we need. Um, so he, I mean it's helpful. It, what is it? I'm sure everybody is is watching all this, and, and it's just part of being in the NBA. It's normal for you, but what is it like on a team when all the trade talks are going on and 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 um, 
you know, everyone looks at you guys as players. Like, you know, you don't have feelings. You, you know, it's just business. But w what's what's the dynamics on a team when 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 all of that is going on? Um, it's different. It, it's different, and I and it's not like you know. If you're there and your name's in trade talks, you're not like, oh, I don't care because I might be gone, you know. But it's just, it's different. It's because, um, you know, you're you're moving to a different team, moving to a different city. Your family has to move. You know, you're, you're changing your your whole lifestyle changes. So sometimes, you know, with some guys, um, it's hard to get out of that. It's hard to be like, all right, my name's in trade rumors, and it kind of messes your mind up a little bit because you're like, right, I don't know what I'm doing. I might not be here tomorrow. Or stuff like that, but um, how I try to take it is just, uh, especially like the, the style I play. You know, if another team trades for me, they want me, and and I look at it that way. And um, obviously, every time I go out there, I want to win. I want you know, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Laker right now. I want to win. I want to do well um, for the team, for the organization. But it's also I'm I'm also auditioning in the sense of 29 other teams, and I, I kind of I got that from you. Um, but you know, if I don't know Philly, DC, Milwaukee, I don't like whoever OKC. If they if they were like, ah, you know what, we need we need shooting or toughness or or whatever. Like, oh, you know, jo you know, Josh would be a good fit for me. I'm like, okay, that's a compliment. Like these guys want me. They think I can help the team, you know, win games. So you know, it's it's tough and it's you know it's draining mentally just because you don't know. Um, if you're going to be, uh, you know, in LA, you know, <laughs> next week, or if you're going to be in um, Oklahoma City, you know, <laughs> next week, so it's it's definitely difficult. But I mean, that's that's when you just got to try to fight through that and just, you know, at the end of the day, go out on the court and just play basketball. It's very intelligent, and uh, I, I think I'm I'm most proud of all of you guys how you handle all that. I don't know if you saw, did you see Kyle Lowry's quote when somehow his name got mentioned mm -hmm. in yeah. a trade and he basically said the same thing he said hey it's a business and mm -hmm. and i understand the gm has to do what's best for the team here if they think that's the best i love it here yeah but uh that's the business and you know i think you guys all learned we talked about it here a lot you know there's certain things you can control certain things you can't don't mm -hmm. don't let the things you can't control bother you just exactly. control what you can you guys have all of you guys have been great at that, and I think it's what makes you great professionals. Um, speaking of that, when when you play other teams, do you get to see if you're playing Arch or you're playing Kyle or you're playing one of our guys? How much do you – Jalen, do you guys get to see each other, talk to each other? How does that yeah. work? Um, so every time – so the first time I played – I played Kells, uh, Mikel, I played him in Phoenix. Then it was like a fourth game. So I took him out to eat. You know, they had a nice <laughs> little steakhouse, steak 44 in Phoenix. Now did you do it be the night before the, the night game? before, yeah. So um, we grabbed some food. But usually when when guys are in town in L.A., they always just come over to my house. So Tay's been over to Tay's been over to my house when he played, for, when he played against the Clippers. They haven't played against us in L.A. yet. But Jalen's been over. Um, Mikel's <laughs> been over. O's been over. Because I have – I have the game one. I have the game room, so I have like two, <laughs> I have like two sixty-five inch TVs. I have a computer monitor. I have like all the game systems. I have all that, <laughs> so I have that. Um, and then I have the dogs. So you know, all of them likes dogs. <laughs> like,
They're like, yo, and it's like, I have, I don't want to be like, yeah, I have a big house, but I have a, you know, in LA, I have a decent sized house in LA <laughs> that I'm renting. Um, so they'll just, they'll be like, yo, we'll just come over there, we'll just grab some, you know. Order it's nice to get to hang there. somewhere when you're yeah, in the hotel so, so much, right? Yeah, so we usually do that um, night before the game. Now, how much does that go on in the NBA, like having dinner with the opponent the night before mm-hmm. the game? Does that happen um, a lot with the guys no, in the I feel league? Like if, I feel like it happens um, a good amount. Um, and for me, you know, those are the only guys I want to do it. You know, I, I, I grab something to eat with. Um, I'm, I'm cool. Like, there's like a handful of guys I'm cool with. Larry Nance, I'm cool with. You know, he was that I'm close. I would say not cool with. Close. I'm cool with a lot of people, but close, that I'm close with. Right. So Larry Nance, so I'll go get something to eat with Larry like, before we play down. Mikel, Jalen, um, O, Dante. Um, um, I'm cool with Kyle, but not crazy close. Um, right. I'm 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 cool. I'm close. I'm kind of close to Donovan. And I was in Utah. I'm like, yo, oh, like, right, what are you doing? Right. And he was like, nah, I'm not gonna holler at you. I'll holler at you after the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's kind that's kind of how I am with a lot of guys. I'm like, you know, I don't really care um, to chop it up with you before, but after the game, if I'm staying, you know, we can go grab something to eat or something. But um, do guys stay? Do teams? stay in LA a lot more than they would stay oh, in always, other towns always. after I the mean, game. They they either they're either there two or three days before the game <laughs> or they're there a day or two after that's, the game. That's that's tough on you. When when we when we lived in Las Vegas, I never thought about this impacting my life, but everybody was coming to town. Everybody wanted to come and visit. Everybody mm-hmm. and, and everybody was coming to town for a convention or a vacation and they'd always want to hook up with you, but you live there, yeah. right? Does that does that impact you? Um, a little bit, not too much. Um, but it's always funny because there's always a select few teams. I would say they're all lucky that when they play when they play on the road, when they have road games, they play the Clippers and and Lakers. So oh, yeah. there'd be times where some people play the Clippers on like a Tuesday. They get there like Sunday. They play the Clippers on a Tuesday. They'll play us on like a Thursday. And then, like, they'll fly out, like, Friday. Like, <laughs> so, it's, sometimes, like, I, I, we got we got time to kick it. Um, <laughs> you know, because sometimes guys are there. And it's, like, it's in L.A. So, everyone always just stays the night in L.A. You know, guys, <laughs> you know, guys from other teams usually go out to the club, uh, you know, after. Stuff like that. So, for me, it's um, it's not too different just because the guy, the only guys I want to really, really want to hang with, they just, they're kind of like me. They're, like, homebodies. They want to just right. kick it. So it hasn't, you know, it's, it's cool for me. It's chill because um, I hang out with those guys. We just hang out in the crib. <laughs> Tell me, um, uh, last part of of this here. I tell me about the uh, the game, the game room because I know your. I was also. I was just asked this on an interview about you and Fortnite. I didn't have uh, a great answer because, but I remember when you stayed. At my house, I remember Patty saying to you, "Hey, Josh, I want to make you some dinner." And you said, "Yeah, but I have to. Could we do? I have to be done by eight because I have to play a game on Fortnite yeah. uh, that people are watching." Tell everybody about your 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 game yeah, so, career. Um, yeah, it kind of it, it honestly really kind of exploded last year when I broke when I broke my hand, so I couldn't play in the I couldn't um, I couldn't play for about a month. So and I, I was like, you know me, I'm I'm competitive, I always, and I always gain before. So I'm like, my brother's like, oh, you should just start twitching. So I'm like, I have a month full of free extra time. But I'm, if I'm not doing rehab, I'm really, you know, either try to do some cardio, or just doing nothing. So I'll do that. 
and then that kind of where everything really just exploded because Twitch, you know, if you don't know Twitch, is like where you can watch, um, you know, people play. You know, you see what they're playing. They have like a little box in the corner that shows them, um, you know, live, you know, live. And then, uh, you know, you can kind of chat and like, you know, people, they can answer questions, ask questions, all stuff like that. So it really started with that. So I did that. And then I had um, this one guy did like some custom shoes for me and did Fortnite. That's when it really exploded. <laughs> my stuff. So everyone was like, oh, okay, that's how I came to be like this big Fortnite guy. And like, I played the game, don't get me wrong, I just twitched it. Um, but that's really, really where it exploded. So then, and I always loved gaming, had a passion for gaming. So I kind of just used that and then just got a guy into the, to the gaming world, you know, go to E3, do that kind of thing. Meet, I have a whole bunch of just a separate you know, friend group that's just gamers and stuff like that. So now, so um, you you have friends that are have nothing to do with sports. Do they're with just gamers. Game. Yep, they're just game. that's awesome. Um, so it, it's been cool. So I did that, and then um, Turtle Beach. Um, you know, explain what Turtle Beach. Turtle explain. Beach is a um head headset brand, a gaming headset brand. Um, and you know we we. Um, I guess I'll say embarked on on a uh, partnership probably later, um, probably later in 2018. So they they did that. So they and then they hooked me up with a, no, a whole game room. Like I said, I had two like 65 inch screens, you know, brand new PC monitors, game system galore. Um, they put on some of my favorite soccer players. They got they got the jersey signed and and, and framed and put in my game room. So that's kind of how everything kind of started. So now, um, you know, I'll go on Twitch or now I do it on caffeine and, and stream live. And I'll, um, you know, just kind of use that platform just to converse with, um, you know, fans, um, just have fun. I actually did a, uh, when you guys played at Butler, you know, caffeine actually got backed by Fox. Fox put like $50 million into it. Wow. So now, you know, I can actually commentate or like talk about games that's on fox sports so wow. you guys played at butler um and like the first like the first half and then probably like after the second media timeout which is probably like 12 minute timeout in the second half i was live talking about uh you know the game and just stuff like that that's and then cool after that it was a close game i shut off i shut it off said i gotta be by myself <laughs> uh, but now nah, that's kind of how the the gaming thing kind of started i could see you with that room besides someone giving you free shoes for life that's got to be up there for you a gaming room like that is Definitely. is awesome it's, do you still have your shoe fetish i have the shoe fetish um it's now I don't have to worry about you spending the little money you had <laughs> in college on brand new shoes all the time. I think you're the only guy I had to say to you, you're not allowed to buy any more shoes. Yeah, yeah. But now um, you can afford them, brother. And now you probably <laughs> get them. For, now you probably now you now probably get them for free, them, right? Free. Isn't now that I incredible? Get, yeah. Isn't I, that amazing? It's um, when you couldn't afford them, you had to pay for them. Now yeah, you can. Now I can. Now it's now always I'm the way. Meet different people. The only one I haven't got any free free shoes from was from like um, Christian Louboutin. I think that would be a tough. Uh, <laughs> well, it's out there on the podcast shot, yeah. now. So anyone, knows, <laughs> anyone knows any Christian Louboutin? Uh, <laughs> give him my give him my Instagram. We can talk on DM. I know when you were here, I used to learn about what you know. I I like shoes. I'm nowhere close to your level, and I'm fading out of uh, 
your your range of of being hip but uh i used to just look at the shoes you were wearing and just say like what's what's hot what's happening you had them yeah. you always what, do you have a little now. what's bigger your room where you store your shoes mm-hmm. or your game room uh wow that's um, the fact i knew I knew the fact w- that that's I close. Say, I'd probably say the game room. <laughs> so my, my it's crazy you yeah, even have to my, think about it. My closet's full of shoes, shoe boxes, but it it expanded out of my closet. So now I have. Luckily, I have a huge room. My, my room's probably actually bigger than probably bigger than this room. <laughs> this recruiting room. We're in our recruiting room um, here. For shoes, I have for shoes, shoes b- like lined up probably in this one corner. This lined up from probably like this R in the road. Or probably the O in the road to the end of the wall. I have stuff that's lined up. <laughs> I don't have I don't have a spot to put them. I remember I remember not. I mean I knew you liked shoes when you were here, but I didn't know a lot about it. And I remember we had to uh, in the in the summer, you guys would stay here and take classes and work oh, out, yeah. and then you would move, um, you know, back into your room for the season. And I remember us having an issue, and the assistants coming to me saying, uh, "We got it. Josh has to have a." A single room in the summer. I, I was like, "Why? You know, everyone else got roommates. Why is, why is he getting to be a big timer now?" And they didn't want to tell me. And this was like going into your senior year, final. Like, well, he, he's got so many boxes of shoes, you can't fit another person in the room with them. I'm like, yeah. "You got to be." Yeah. So then I started saying, "All right, tell me about this. What's going on?" And then they started saying, "Like this dude buys shoes. You, you can't." I said, "He don't have any money. He has no money." It said, "Yeah, but every time he gets it." He buys shoes, and I used to see you with that. That's when I had to put the limit on you. Yeah, I don't I know if you listened to me that, either, but yeah, anyway. But that was going into my my senior yeah, year. Man. We were living on South, <laughs> and um, that's when Amari Spellman was able to come in. So, so Amari came later in the summer. Yeah. So I'm supposed to be living with Jalen. So I'm living with Jalen for like the first two weeks, and at least it's fun. So. I'm like, man, I need, I need more room. Like, I need, you know, I need more room. And it's like, I'm, it was just, it was a hassle trying to bring him back all the way to Maryland and living situation wise and all that. It wasn't the greatest. So I'm like, I'm gonna just leave all my stuff here. So I'm like, ah, I need more room. So <laughs> like, we really like, I was, I switched rooms. And I was in Amari's room. I didn't know it was gonna be his room at the time. <laughs> I was try to switch to a different. You room. just saw an open room there. Yeah, it's an open room. So. My wild card didn't even work, so I had I would have a it was like a sh- it was like a shoestring or like a little piece of um, rope tied to the door not door handle, <laughs> so I would tape it out close because I couldn't get back in if I closed. So I tape it right outside. It would Good go thing over I find out about these things later. It would go over the door and I would tape it on the outside. So right when I got there, I'll just grab that, pull it, and it would pop the door would pop open. The door, <laughs> door would pop open. I lived there, so I'm like, okay, everything's good. So Amari's about to get here. It's like the day Amari comes, his parents can come. They're moving him in. And they tell Alicia, they're like, they told either her or Baker first. <laughs> you have a problem. That would be Baker Dunleavy yeah. and Alicia Davidson, yep. our assistants and at the time. They're like, um, what? They're like, uh, Josh's stuff is in Amari's room. <laughs> and I te- text Henry Lowe because he's moving him in at the time. I'm like, yo, just put him in, put all this stuff in another room. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go later, go move all my stuff out. And they were like, okay, we got to move all Josh's stuff out. So it was probably like a couple hours that I'm trying to move all my stuff. Probably <laughs> just like two doors down. They're like, yo, they, he just has too much stuff. <laughs> so that's kinda, and I was in the doghouse f- 
for a while. Yeah. I was in the doghouse for a while. Yeah, man. I re- that's kind of how, how you kind of found out about that's this. That's how I found out about stuff. this shoe, the big, how amazing this shoe fetish was. Well, man, we are uh, so proud of you for, for so many things. I mean, it, not, not just your accomplishments here, but mostly how you've conducted yourself. I, I'm, I'm so proud of the man you've become in and your parent, your parents, they'll come to our road games, man. <laughs> it's I, t- I tell them every time I want this picture because number one, you know my wife Patty loves your mom and dad. <laughs> I got to show Patty that they're looking great and doing great. But it just, I just love the fact that they do that, man. They, they still come to our games, and I think that's why you are who you are, because you got great parents and uh, just continue to to grow as the man you 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 are. I, it, the basketball will take care of itself. Your competitiveness will take care mm-hmm. of yourself. Don't let the world change you. Don't let the NBA change you. We love you. We're proud of you, buddy. Appreciate it. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your CertainTeed roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credential contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important than how you cook up your team's spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. I'll turn it right over to you, Coach. Mike, I love these, man. I'm, I'm loving doing these. I just hope our guys don't stop coming back because every time they come back, <laughs> I put them on a podcast. And, and they're my favorite ones because they're so personable and intelligent. We get to share it with uh, all our all our Nova Nation and any, everyone else that's interested. We have uh, back for All-Star break, Omari Spellman. Welcome, buddy. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm glad to be here. We love having you, buddy. We love having you. It's, it's great to have you back on, on campus and uh, – just here a year ago, finishing up your your first like over half year in the NBA, right? When when All Star break comes, do you do you feel like like physically and mentally you need a break, or, or in your first year are you still rolling? I think I'm like good right now. I'm just the place I was um, going into All Star break. I think I was in a good spot. I was playing well, um, but it was it was definitely good to. You know, get to recharge, um, get to see my family. Um, so, I'm just ready to get back after it on the 22nd. Love it, man. Love you. Ready to get back to play. You know what's um, what I always worry about with you guys is I, I don't know if people understand um, this this the length of time you guys put into in your first year. In that, uh, we go all the way into April uh, with the national championship immediately afterwards you're working out so let's so let's say you really started in the the spring previously getting ready for our season 
So you go all the way through from the the spring of 17 to the spring of 18, win championship. And then in that spring, you go to work immediately preparing for workouts mm-hmm. in the combine. Then you go to summer league. Yeah. And then you might get a couple weeks you're off like in week, August. You get like two, three weeks off, and then you're right back into training camp and like working out, just getting ready for preseason and stuff. So the most grueling part of that process going into the NBA in your first year, what, what part is that that's most grueling? I would say the the 14-day road trip we just came back from. Um, <laughs> we played, I want to say, six or seven games in that 14-day span. But, like, we never, never saw my house, never saw my dog. <laughs> it's just, you know, um, just kind of trying to push through. And for me, um, you know, I just wanted to try to finish that road trip well, and I ended up having a pretty good game uh against the Wizards um just cuz I got my opportunity and that's what I'm starting to learn like the NBA is about you might not have uh a, a lot of opportunity sometimes and then sometimes you get put in a position where you have all the opportunity so um do they explain ready. to you like when that's going to come or you just have to be ready you got to be ready they don't um, they don't say hey tonight we're going to we're going to give you 20 minutes that you just it's just every that. night be ready the thing about the NBA is like, like they don't know what's gonna happen. You know, sometimes, you know, the coaching staff may feel like I'm not the best um, matchup for whatever team we're playing. Um, but they don't want to tell me that because then what if I mentally check out and John gets hurt or anything? You just gotta stay ready. So they don't. They, you know, sometimes you're just in the dark and you just gotta be ready to go whenever they call you. You've learned that you've learned that as a veteran real quickly, man. <laughs> Tell me about your dog. What kind of dog do you have? A pit lab. Her name's ooh, Millie. Ooh. All black. So was was that uh Arlisha's influence on all our guys? I have to get like Josh has got two, right? I'm getting a second one. You're summer. gonna get a second one too? This summer. <laughs> I love that. So I thought it was coming over my house, the golden retrievers that turned that turned you on. I might get a golden retriever. I highly recommend it, man. We'll, t- we'll talk. I was thinking either Golden Retriever or Staffordshire Pit. You're looking at those already, man. I like I like that. No, who who do you have someone watching your dog when you go away on the road? Yes, I have a like professional uh, or a friend, godmom, like slash stepmom. It's funny because like when I went to get Millie at um, the shelter where she was at, like I came in um, the day before my birthday. And they were like, it was too late to do adoptions. So I was like, all right, mom. Because I was like, my mom was like, we're going to come in at like 6 a.m. tomorrow. Like, I'm making sure that <laughs> And then um, I came in, and one of the workers there who volunteers there, who happens to be like kind of my godmom now, she like saw me get there like 6 a.m. And then her and my mom conversated, and like she just decided for whatever reason she was going to help me out. Nice. And me and her have been cool. Ever since. So that's good. So you have no worries when you go on the road. Yeah. You know the dogs are well the dog is well taken care of. Yeah. And then you got something like that so you know you can get a second one. Yeah. She's she's like already it. she's already made like a deal with me. Like I don't want to discuss the deal, but like I have to do certain things to get a second dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You always find those people in your life. You you had a gr- you got a great mom, so I, I think you know that's important. Um now how about seeing our guys uh on the road? What's it like when you see 
your Villanova teammates or Villanova guys when you're they're coming into Atlanta or you're on the road? Yeah, like when we first played JB, played JB first, that was cool. Like we just talked on the court and I was guarding him a few times. Like we just, <laughs> you know, it's like I know you're going left. I know you're going <laughs> left. <laughs> um, and then Josh, when I went to LA the first time, um, I saw Josh for a little bit and we just, you know, talked like regular stuff. And then I went to Phoenix um, and saw Mikael, but Mikael's mom was in town. So I was like, nah, man, you just had that time with your mom. I bet she loved seeing you too, though. Yeah. Now, uh, we were talking to Josh about the fact that everybody loves to go to L.A., so they stay in L.A. Extra. The, the East Coast place that everyone loves is Atlanta, right? Does everybody – do the NBA teams stay longer in Atlanta? Yeah. Some guys, you know, have a, a lot of fun in Atlanta, giving us a good home court advantage sometimes. <laughs> so, we just – everyone just loves being in Atlanta. I, I stopped, you know, partaking in it, but it's just a lot. Right, a lot. A lot to do in Atlanta, huh? A lot to do. <laughs> now, how about um, your 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 daily routine? Like from being a college basketball player, what what's it like? Has is it is it changed? It, it, let me. I'm really interested in this. Is the, the just the schedule? How much has that changed? Your daily schedule? Man, there's just so much more free time. Like, you know, college, you got class, homework. A lot of things like taking up your time, really. It's like now it's just basketball and my dog. So, like, if I'm at home, like, I just got to make sure that Millie obviously is well-fed, gets her walking. She gets to either a sitter if my godmom's not in town or I get her to my godmom. Then it's film, and then I just go shoot, and then you got to get ready to play. Like, I don't really have, like, a lot of stuff to do. Like, in college, it would be like, all right, you got to wake up. We got to lift at – this time like now i just lift before the game so like now i got lifted this time. right before the game you guys lift yeah. really how how long before the game how many how many uh, hours probably, before if the game is at 7 30 my shooting time is 5 15 i probably lift at like 4 30 really yeah those guys all lift day of the game not everybody but like i i do right so like and then it's you know what about practice days what, what are practice days like Early in the season, like, practice will be, like, intense, intense, intense. Or, like, if we have, like, four or five days off, practice will be intense. But, like, usually, now practice be, like, 30, 40 minutes. We just get out of there. I mean, some people, like, most people stay after, like, but practice itself, not really intense. What do you – when you guys get late in the season and you guys do these 30, 40-minute practices, um, like give, give me your day on a, on a, a practice day. Would practice 10 in the morning? Practice usually at like noon. Noon. What time do you guys get in there? So I get in for a breakfast treatment, and like. What time would you get in for breakfast? Probably like ten. Ten for breakfast, then get treatment. Treatment, maybe lift. Right. And then we have we probably meet. We probably meet at um in the theater at like either like eleven or eleven fifteen. Right. Watch film and then we just head on to the court. And then when you're at the point this late in the season when you're doing a 30, 40 minute practice, what, is it is it live? Is the stuff live or is it 30, 40 like minutes? Just four, 10 minute stations. So, like, one station will be like pick and roll shooting, pick and pop shooting. And one station will be post work. One station will be just shots. And then one station will be ball handling. So, like, so like really it's basic. Just, stuff. It's, it's still skill development. You're not, yeah. you're not, you're not working on. Um, 
preparing for the next game or, or running your stuff live against each other. Like, that's like we just use film for that. And then, like, the day before, the day of, we'll do like a script and go through like their plays and how to defend them. And then we just go play. Awesome, man. What are your, um, do you, I don't know if you have thought this far ahead because you, you've been on such a roll, but I gotta be thinking you're looking for the end of the season to, for some nice time off after the, after the role you've been on, getting ready for our season, going all through the season, national championship, all the workouts, combine, summer league, first year in the NBA. Like you haven't had time off in like two years. Have you thought about that at all? Not really. I think, <laughs> um, Will you stay me, in Atlanta? Will you go back to Cleveland in the summer? Or will, do you I'll know probably what you do? I'll be in Atlanta. Um, yeah. I think I want to um, – I think I want to um, – probably take like maybe a week week and a half off and then probably just get right back into it just to get back um to where i want to be before you know someone can tell me that i need to well thought of buddy well thought out i like that i, I can tell the maturity and uh the professionalism already i love it great to have you back my man thanks for having me You've been listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. We thank our guest, Amari Spellman of the Atlanta Hawks. Thanks for listening. KeyBank makes it easy to manage your money anytime, anywhere. Download the KeyBank mobile app and then use your phone to deposit checks on the go, transfer money, even pay bills automatically. Learn how you can make even more financial progress when you use the red key. Only at KeyBank. Visit key.com or your local branch, member FDIC. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. And by Granite Run Buick GMC. Visit us online at graniterun.com.